It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everyone, this is the Flow Track Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Happy Friday to everybody. Gordon, what's going on, man? How are you? It's Friday. Mm-hmm. So good to be Friday. Some call it Feel Good Friday. Oh, it's Good Friday. Good Friday. It is a Good Friday. Actually, good. Fr- you didn't know that. I knew that. Okay. We I didn't know that. It's Good Friday. A lot of people have the. It's a holiday for a lot of people. Yeah, you're 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 schools are schools closed. Out. Kids are home. I'm here. I didn't. Let's really, roll. I'm not sure if I had off I on didn't, Good Friday when I was a kid. When I was growing up, so I was a little surprised. Yeah, it's one of those things where you figure out the week of. Oops, kids at home. What are we gonna <laughs> you do? You literally didn't know. You woke up Friday, be like, oh no, I woke up Tuesday to double check. Okay. Oh, whoops. Yep, we're off. We're off. Will Thank your kids watch this podcast? No, they won't. They're out doing something fun. It's also rainy here, yeah. so every all the kids are out of schools and they can't play in the park. So any sort of indoor. Playground or activity space is being flooded right now in uh, in Austin. We got a jam-packed show for you today. Lots of exciting stuff to talk about. This Miramar Invitational is going to have so many big names. Very excited about it. Um, we'll talk about some doping busts, some uh, rankings, a bib swap controversy. That's right. A bib swap controversy, uh, betting on the Boston Marathon, and some over-unders. Making my comeback, man. The over-unders. You, I'm... Chasing your tail. <laughs> well, we're going to be... Only four games back. We're going to be heavy on the Miramar for over-unders. All four of them are yeah. for Miramar, correct? And it's for good reason. Because you look at these fields, there's a lot to get excited about. Let's just dive right in, shall we? You good to go? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, in the chat, uh, comment in the chat if you're there. Oh, before we dive into the okay. into these... It's going backwards. We're climbing out of the pool. Yeah, climb, go, yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, I said that at the beginning. I'm trying to do that more often. Yeah, but people need to know that we need to get to 20,000 subscribers yeah. by NCAA's, or else uh, we just we just get to 20k, or else we don't have to worry about what will happen then. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're 1,300 away. Is so. that a threat, Gordon? So like, subscribe, and then call 1,299 of your friends to do the same thing. I like this Miramar meet because we usually have a little bit more 
relay action early on in the season and we're trying or off event action. And you have some athletes who are running off events, but a lot of athletes here are going to be running their main event, their premier event. And we're going to get a time on them. We're going to see where they at. Don't know what the conditions are going to be, but it's going to be head to head competition in, in these fields. So let's go through, highlight some of the most exciting events. Start first with the women's hundred women's hundred, uh, Tanisha Terry, uh, Tiana Daniels. You have Melissa Jefferson in there. Shakira Richardson, uh, Natasha Morrison. And these are big fields too. They're going to run semis, uh, to finals as well too. So a chance to get some, some reps against the high quality field. So in order of interest of what I like, I want to see where they're at. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Number three of the person I want to see their, where they're at. Can you guess? No, go ahead. It's Melissa Jefferson. Mm -hmm. She had an incredible last year coming from coastal Carolina, kind of un, I'm not unknown, but the, her 60 performance was like, Whoa, who is this girl? And then she goes on and backs it up with a great hundred meter at USA's and makes the team. And we're like, she went from night and day in one season to becoming uh, a star for us uh, women's sprinting. So I'm excited to see where she is her first true year as a pro to see how she starts her season out. Cause it's going to be an unknown. Her PR is 1082. She's run a 10, six windy, 10, mm seven -hmm. windy, mm -hmm. which one was, it? I'm not sure, but I'm excited to see what she does. Number two on the person that I'm most interested in. Can you guess? I can't keep going. It's Alicia Johnson. Okay. You know why she's a hurdler hurdler. I want to see what this, I want to see where her hundred meter speed is at. Mm -hmm. See if, you know, it's going to translate well to our 100-meter hurdling mm -hmm. um, down the line. And it's always fun to seeing how hurdlers do in the open. I like seeing when Grant Holloway, Devin Allen do it, Daniel Roberts, seeing, you know, what will Masai Russell do in a 100-meter dash? Yeah. You know, so I'm excited to see what she does. Alisa Johnson, she's in the same heat as Jefferson. And then last, obviously, person you're most looking forward to is Shakira Richardson. We saw her run four-by-one split. Can't really, there's nothing, she looked good or fine, but there's nothing you could take from it because you really can't tell what a split is when you have a running start. She was going up against Gabby Thomas and Aaliyah Hobbs in mm -hmm. that home straight at Texas Relays. But you want to see, what is she going to come out? She's going to come out and run a sub 11? Is she going to be, is she going to come out and win it and dominate it? Because she ran really well regular season last year. Yeah. It wasn't until USA's where she kind of fell apart. So you know that she typically does well in regular season meets. So I can't see why she won it, but you know, Jefferson's going to be there. Uh, Tiana Daniels, Tanisha Terry, her training partner is going to be there. So I'm yeah, excited I'm to see ultimately for Shikari time. I really don't care about. I kind of want to see place mm -hmm. because he's not 80% of the U S field is going to be here. So. Yeah, Hobbs isn't here. Except Hobbs. But there's a lot of yeah. US finalists, potential US finalists here. So I think you're you're dead on with that. I think you're I, I agree hundred percent. Because we don't know what's gonna happen with the wind or the weather and all this stuff. Remember there was that weird meet last year? I think it was in was it in Jacksonville or was it like Montverde? All the storms and yeah. half the fields left and people were piecing out and by the time they ran the the wind was all over the place. But you looked at it from the perspective of okay, there's still some good people left. Who's gonna Who's going to get the victory? And uh, this is a winnable race for her. I mean, it's a winnable race for Tanisha Terry, too, and for yeah. the other women that you I'll, mentioned. I'll say Terry, Daniels, Jefferson, Shakari. That's probably 
Maybe and, Sturgis. I don't know. Well, there's plenty of room for an upset, Morrison. too. Because this is early, and we don't know, and we're just looking at re- yeah. relay results to, to draw big conclusions. Let's keep going. Let's go to the men's 100. Now, I'm excited about this I'm one. I'm excited about this. This is low-key the best one that no one is talking about. Yeah. You got to be a real track diehard to appreciate this one. It's also not just a bunch of Americans. It's very international heavy. Well, that's why that's why I like it. That's why I like it. Because yeah. you got, of course, Oblique Seville and Akeem Blake, two young Jamaican superstars. I want to see what they do. We saw them run the 60 outdoors. It was fast. Or it was very fast. Akeem Blake took the win there. Yeah, but barely. And then you have Ronnie Baker, who wasn't running last year and was entered in the Texas Relays and then scratched. Did he end up running at all? Did he run the relay? Did you see him? I did not see him. Yeah. So this could be Baker's first showing in a long time. while. And Jerome Blake spin around. Aaron Brown, you know, consummate Diamond League professionals that are going to be out there. I have to say, though, I'm really interested in, in Seville and Blake for the Jamaicans. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it says apparently Seville has a 10-13 season's best. Yeah, he ran a 10-13 this year. Where? Uh, in Jamaica. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I will be excited to see where they do. Ultimately, though, there's not really a big U.S. contingent yet. Like Charleston, he's a just just under 10 guy. Kemp, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. But it's like the big guns for the U.S. and the Bromels, Curleys. Uh, yeah, but you could have three world championships finalists in this race. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you won't be able to see how Jamaica is going to do against U.S. in this race because Jamaica probably will likely go 1-2, I believe, here with Seville and Blake. But you're not going to really know how that's going to translate to the world stage when the real top four U.S. guys who aren't on this. Yeah, yeah. but you could look at margin of victory. You could yeah. look at time, of course, too. If, time, if I the weather allows time here. Time on this one, place in the women's I want to see the Jamaicans break 10. Yeah. So this is the first, if Baker runs, first race since running Tom Jones last year when he ran the 200 and he ran on a 4 by one What's his first 100 since? When is the last time he run 100? The last time he's run 100, good question, would be 2021. Wow. That's where he had that This guy has season. not run 100 meters since 2021. And remember... I've I, at least run 100 meters since 2021. So he ran 985 at the trials. He won Diamond League in Stockholm. He won Diamond League in Monaco. And then up until basically the semis of the Olympics, it looked like he could win it. Even after the semis, because he was 983 in the semis, and then he got fifth. Like, he was really in the mix. Yeah, he ran his PB in the semis. People were picking him to win to, to, to win it, and, and with good cause, because of how open that field was and how good he had looked leading up to it. So he could become a, a factor again, which would be which would be another name for the U.S. Can you imagine that? Another person, yeah. Like if, if he goes Do we out, need another. <laughs> well, no. Yes, I want there to be. I want there to be ridiculous competition just to make the final in the U.S. I think that would be great. What if, what if he goes out and runs nine ninety, and finishes ahead of Seville, a guy who was world championship finalist last year. Who should be? Who would be the most worried if Baker were to come out and run a nine ninety? All the Americans should be worried. All That's them? An, well, no, Equally? everybody. No, no, everybody but Fred Curley because Fred Curley's got the buy. Everybody but Fred you Curley. think they'll? You, you think Bromel is gonna be like, oh crap, Baker? He's not gonna be oh crap, but it's another person they have to worry about. Laos is gonna worry about it. What is it with people with sp- oh. U.S. sprinters? No, no. What's the deal with just sprinters in general? With the last name starting with letter B, you got Blake, Johan, mm-hmm. and uh, Akeem. You got Ronnie Baker, 
Trayvon Bromel. Mm-hmm. Bracey. Bracey. Yeah. Uh, Khalil says Seville's 10-13 was into a minus 2.0. Into a minus 2.0. All right, run through the 400. I got tr- They turned the air conditioner on here. I got to turn this off. Okay. Go ahead. Men's 400. Men's 400. I'm super excited about this. Don't let Gordon ruin this segment. I told him I was totally pumped for this one. Okay, so it is interesting. We got Steven Gardner. He was, I think, originally in the 200, but now it looks like he's running the 400. First 400 back since his injury. He is the reigning Olympic champion, not world champion, because that is Michael Norman. Uh, but Gardner and Hudson Smith, both in the same race, it's going to be a big, like, litmus test for where the powers are going to be outside of Michael Norman. We know Michael Norman right now is the guy on top, but if Gardner and Hudson Smith can put together like a low 44, that's going to put a lot of eyes on them because you're like, all right, after Norman, it's kind of wide open. Yeah, you know Karani James and Wade Van Niekirk, they're, they're running well. Or Niekirk, we don't know about James, but from two to six internationally for the 400, it's kind of like a shuffle up. But Gardner can kind of put an end to that if he comes out and runs like, no, I'm back, I'm healthy, and this could be his first way of showing like, all right, no, this is the Gardner of 2021 we're talking about, not the Gardner of 2022. Yeah, and the person you're most certain about, Norman, is the person least confident he's going to run the event. Yeah. So Van Niekerk laying down the 44-17 changed things a bit, and I would be very surprised if they go that fast in this race, but it's just exciting to see Gardner back in the quarter again. But he ran the 20.1 at Florida Relays. I think he's ready to roll. And he ran, yeah, 20.1. Yeah. yeah. And, and he ran some, some 400s early season last year, but this is the first one. And with Hudson Smith being in this race, it's going to force Gardner to not go out there and jog a, like a 44-9. Bronze medalist last year. You Hudson know, Smith. so he's going to be forced to push himself probably more than normal for a early April meet. Yeah. And if they're pushing each other, you know, we could get, you know, two low 44s, I think, out of this race. Yeah, this is when you look at just ha- having the presence of those two guys in this race, this is going to be better th- than some midseason meets Yeah, right, right here. For sure. And because it goes first, it tells us something that we don't know. Whereas during the middle of the season, sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah, we've seen that already. Like, we're going to get to see what, what the 2023 400-meter version of Stephen Gardner looks like. So I'm excited about that. Good job. Before we get AC is off, Kevin. Yeah. Why do I always sit in the shorter chair? It's weird looking up to you. It's a weird. Oh it's a weird feeling. It, I I don't like it. I'm always used to like looking at this angle. I'm looking up. Yeah, I won't go. Like, how tall are you? You're like five eleven, right? Go. No. How tall are you? Six foot, half an inch. You're not six foot. Ha- oh, I won't round. Anyone yet. who uses half an inch in any of their heights. I'm six, I'm six feet. You don't think I'm six feet? If you if you use the word half an inch, you're a liar. I'm six feet. Oh, I'm three and three, like three quarters of an inch. All right. One quarter, half an inch. Let's Just keep going. round to the normal, you're 5'11". I'm not. Rounding, if I'm six foot, half an inch, Why don't you say you're then I would foot? round up to 6'1", but I'm not going to say that. Why don't you say you're six foot? Why do you say six foot, half an inch? I don't say it. I just said you it to you to bother you because it no, bothers you. No. Because you, you, you get really weird about height back. because you're 6'2 or something. All right. Women's 400, another opportunity to see Sharika Jackson shine in the quarter, ran 50.92. Man, I'm excited. I don't know if this is going to be another run that we see from Sharika Jackson where we say, man, okay, she going to run the quarter this year? 
could she win the quarter this year? Or if it's just going to be, hey, she's so good at everything. No wonder she's the 200-meter champion. Look how strong she is over the quarter. We know how fast she is in the 100. And she's against a really good field here. I mean, this is this is the de facto like Jamaican champs team here, like the national championships, because you got Young, uh, Geneve Russell, Foreman Hurdler, Stephanie Ann McPherson. You're missing a couple top Jamaicans there, but that's a really strong quartet. You throw in Shamila Little and Kaylin Whitney for the U.S. Man, I'm excited to watch Shrika go out here and, and run another quarter. I think she's going to be quicker than 50.9, because I think she's going to need to be quicker than 50.9 to win it. There's a question that I didn't think about till just now while you were previewing the women's 400. We talk about the unknown about the 400. If Sharika goes out here and runs like 49 seconds, mm -hmm. would Sharika consider abandoning the one, two and going into the four? Were you gone when we talked about this? Did we talk about that? We have a whole segment that says why it would be awesome that she does the four, two double. I don't remember that. That was after she ran the fifty ninety, two. Well, no, I'm not talking about four two double. I'm just saying only just four. the four hundred. No, I don't think there's a world where she does that. Okay. But it's fun to think about. Well, she's running lots of four hundreds here. Like Fred Curley only ran one four hundred, mm -hmm. and I think he's done. That's it. Uh, you think he's done? I think he's know. done with the four hundred. Yeah. But like Shika Jackson doing another four hundred, that means. Here's the thing. That's 800 meters of 400s. Here's the thing. You'd have to run so fast to, number one, willingly do a quarter over 100, which is uh, – no one wants to do that. And also run so fast to be able to think that you have a better chance when you don't even know what the two top women are going to run, which is being a little bit risky. So if she runs 48.99, would you tell her quit the 100? For this year, I'd still need to see what – Bowl and Sydney do. If she ran 48.99, you'd be like, I gotta still see what Bowl and Sydney do. 48.99. I think they're both gonna run faster than that. 48.99 in April? Yeah. That'd be fast. That's like Michael Norman-esque Mount Sack 400 running. Right, and then what happened? Uh, he lost. Yeah, that's true. So I, I, don't, I don't think we're gonna see that. I don't think we're gonna get forced in that decision. Okay. We'll see. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's go down to the women's 100-meter hurdles. Women's 100-meter hurdles. And men's 110 hurdles. So on the women's side, Tania Marshall, Anna Cockrell. You got Gabby Cunningham as well. And then in the men's high hurdles, Orlando Bennett, Damian Thomas, Pereira, Edwards, and then Lovett. I'm going to skim through a couple of these, and then we're going to get to the 200s. Uh, men's eight, Piazza, Jones, Ryan Sanchez. Women's eight, uh, Ajay Wilson. Big favorite there. Man, look at Ajay Wilson's PB compared to everybody else's. 155. 61. Nobody else is under two. That really stands out. But let's go to the 200s. 200 is where it's at. Best races. Better than the 100s and the 400s? Yes. Okay. 100%. I think they're all 1,000%. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So in the men's two, I like it because you got Coleman moving up. You got Bednarek there. And you have Tobogo, who was the junior champion. A little bit of everything going on. Yeah. This is the start of the Kenny B train. This is your last stop to get on it. Because after he runs this race and wins in convincing fashion and makes people think, hmm, he may be a gold medal threat, you're not allowed to have that take after this race. Because you have to get it in before now. You got to punch your ticket now. And I'm punching my ticket. I put all my chips in uh -huh. before his first 200. So oh, yeah. you can all say, Gordon predicts 
he's going to win the world 200-meter title yeah. before he ran any 200s this year. So you think he's going to get the win? I think he's going to get the win. But it, he's going to be pushed. I think Tobago is going to run really quickly, too. I think he's not even going to be pushed. Oh, you think he's going to be that dominant? Yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be a good sign for him because this is going to be a good field. So Tobago, he celebrates early in pretty much all his races. So well, this would be the baptism by fire for him. Tobago? Yeah. Because he hasn't... 1996. When's the last time he's raced like a... Oh, a pro field? Yeah. So this year... Did he race anyone hard in 2022? Well, U20s. He beat in Krume in the 100. I'm uh, talking about like... Pre-classic. Against like big dogs. Pre-classic. He got fifth in the 100. That big enough for you? Was it like the B heat? Or is it... No, no, no. No, you don't remember this? I don't remember that. Who do, hey. you, who do you run? Race against. Um... <laughs> I forget. Right. I mean, come on. I don't remember every single field from every single Diamond League. No, this was him versus Knighton, remember? I'll look it up. I'll get the, I'll pull the results up. There was? Man, my brain. I forget a lot. I forgot that we talked about Shrika Jackson in the 400. Mm-hmm. You don't even have kids. I know. Wait, where is it? What are you even looking up? I'm trying to find the results. It's for... like the worst results page. It's SEO heavy, though. <laughs> Good job. Okay, Bromel 993, Curly 998, okay. Coleman 1004, Lyles 1005, Tobogo 1012. He beat Knighton, King, Bednarik, and Andre de Grasse. Yeah, that was before Kenny B was well, trying in the 100. Well, Bednarik's better in the two yeah. than, than the one. He's, he's good in the 100 you know as what? well, too, but you're going into Kenny B's house. I'm wrong. This is his second baptism by fire. He's, he, he's getting baptized twice. He's doubling down on his baptism. Yeah. I think... Tobogo's not going to be – he ran Worlds too, didn't he? No. He ran U20s. No, I think he went in Worlds. He didn't run Worlds. No, he, he ran Worlds. He went out in the semis in the 100. Oh. He ran 994 in the first round. We should round. just delete this entire segment. <laughs> you want to restart it? No, we're not going to restart you it. You need to be brush up on Tobogo, I man. Need, I don't know. Uh, my Tobogo facts are – isn't he supposed to be at Oregon right now? Hey, you remember that? Yeah. You remember some – Is he not at Oregon? Unconfirmed <laughs> – situation in Oregon. How did that report come out and then he's not there? I'm not sure, but he's definitely not there because I think he'd be running at Oregon. We'd see him in some meets yeah. in Oregon. What and if say, he runs in an Oregon jersey? <laughs> that would be like, <laughs> I was like, what? He got the jersey and he's like, I'm out. He's like, shows up on TV. He just came for the jersey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all my Tobogo facts are wrong, but that's okay. I think he's going to run well here. I think he'll get second or third. I could see him beating Coleman. Coleman, Man. I think, is – I don't see Coleman really excelling but, much in a two right now. I think he's very 100 heavy. But right. this just – the fact that Tobogo is more tested than you thought just makes us a better race. Yes. Because it's it's legitimate competition for Benaric, which yes. is awesome. And I think I, I think Coleman, um, going to the two, you're right, his specialty is, is the one. But he's not going to be a pushover in a, in a 200. I think he's going to – Get out hard, and and he obviously knows the field is tough. He doesn't want to get walked. Of course not. So, uh, women's two hundred. Women's two hundred. You gonna you gonna get this one right? Abby Steiner. Okay. I know a little bit about her race history, as you know. Uh, and I think this is her kind of setting her floor race, and I think her floor is twenty two flat. Okay. I think she's gonna go out there and run. 22 flat range, 
competition isn't as strong here. It's definitely going to be more of just a, what will it's going to be Abby versus the clock type race. Uh, but she looked good in her. She went. She split well in her four by four. There four by one with her Jenna, Aaliyah, and Melissa was was good. So I think she's going to run twenty two flat, and I think it's going to set a new baseline for her to start her season off well. I mean, twenty two flat would be incredible, especially if you're saying she's not going to get pushed. I think you know Tamari Davis is in here, uh, Kayla White, Kyra Jefferson, some some good names there. Sada Williams is a four hundred meter. Runner primarily, one of the best in the world. But yes, Steiner rightfully is the favorite. 2177 is her PB. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if opening up with the 22 flat, that would be nuts. What did she open up with last year? That's a, it, it's, it's weird when you go from college to pro because college you're running a ton. Yeah. And you had a full indoor season. So when you open up outdoors, it's just, it's a different experience than when you're doing it as a, as a pro. So outdoors, she opened up with a hundred in eleven ten. She mm-hmm. ran a first, oh, April 9th. So a year ago, she ran twenty two thirty eight into a five point six headwind. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yeah, we're like that headwind converts. conversion. Well, I mean, it converted to <laughs> sub twenty two for sure. Yeah, because then two weeks later, she ran twenty two oh five. So I think she's going to run twenty two flat. Yeah, I think if she's twenty two flat, that's that'd be a big sign. Sure. All right. Is that all? That is all. End of pod. <laughs> Hang up. No, we got a lot more to go. So that's Saturday. Miramar. Is this right? The went the first round they're running them at What are you? The I guess two hours difference. I was looking at the start times for like Hue and freaking start, schedules. Start man. time and final. Well now it's two you're, hours. You're just looking at meet schedules, now you're looking at start times. It said eight thirty six, it caught my eye, but then it said Pacific time. Because my computer's on Pacific time and it converted. It Why back. is your computer on Pacific time? Can't get it to change. It's like locked. It's okay though. I'm always two hours early to everything. It's incredible. You really have you tried changing it? Yeah, you've tried to change it too. We've ha- we have a lot of the exact same conversations. Are you okay? <laughs> we've had this conversation. We've had this conversation on the pod a couple times. Not on the pod, uh, but you've been like, let me let me change it, and then you couldn't do it either. And I was like, yeah, I think it's just it requires some like because it's like a work computer. It's like some of the stuff you can't change. Why don't you take it to IT and be like, yo. It's not really on my to-do list right now. Got a lot of stuff cooking, Gordon. All right. Let's talk doping bans. AIU, this morning, put out a release. Nora Jerutu, who competed for Kazakhstan at the World Championships, won gold in the steeple in Eugene, uh, has been suspended uh, for a biological passport violation. Now, you might remember Jerutu from running the semis in 901 and winning by such a large margin that we thought she might have confused it for the final. But then she didn't. And she came back and we thought she could break the world record in the final. She didn't ultimately break the world record, but she ran one of the fastest times in history. So she's been provisionally suspended. The women's steeplechase between her, uh, Rucha Bet recently as well. A lot of gold medalists have have been suspended. Um, we'll wait to see what happens from here. Yeah, she didn't run much after. I don't think she ran at all, did she? Yeah, I don't think she ran at all, so that's probably... That gives, re- you, that gives you a hint. A little hint. What was going on. Something, something fishy was going on. Yeah. But- she also didn't run in Tokyo because she was waiting for a transfer of allegiance from Kenya to Kazakhstan. 
But yeah, I'm looking at her 2023 uh, results right here. And after, well, so, but she ran in 2020, she ran 2023 once in indoor 3000 in Kazakhstan. She ran in there and the Asian indoor championships, but after worlds last year, um, she made one appearance on the roads and that was it again in, in Kazakhstan. So when you say biological passport, what does that Violation. mean? Yeah, they're creating markers throughout time and any sort of abnormalities that they see, it gets flagged, right? They create a baseline of what so your levels should be at and then they go lot, from the- Too much testosterone? Um, it could be It could be a couple things. I don't think – in the release, it didn't really go into it yet, did it? I don't think it did. So it just said – it says use of prohibited substance method ABP. So that's athlete's biological passport. Will her medal get revoked? I guess it depends when the ABP – uh, violation occurred because you know they're not they can't if they can prove it was occurring during the world championships then then yes but if not that's going to be difficult who would have gotten uh upgraded uh be get at you right into the gold and then who was bronze yavi of bahrain Bahrain. well yavi was fourth yeah was, so she would move up to third a bebe would go to so Ethiopia would end up going one two. One two, yeah. Man, right. Ethiopia women's distance is insane. It's very good. Very good. Uh while we're here, do you want to talk about the other AIU ruling? Yeah. Going out of order here too, but uh bib swap. So you you said, hey, we should talk about this bib swap story. There was this uh punishment for athletes swapping bibs. I thought it was just some shenanigans and like a local 5k yeah or a marathon in this town crack down on people switching bibs because it is a thing now some people sell the bibs some people they get hurt and they give it to their friend and they run and there's this whole if they run a fast time they're like oh did they some really? people do like relays with their bibs oh they hand it to another person yeah, they it's take like, it off. first half of the race you run the second half of the race yeah again all that stuff it's, it's in a little bit of a different world because it's more in the the recreational department when it comes to running. I mean, some of those people run fast, but we're not talking about pros here. But this story was actually one that came about from the AIU where an athlete swapped bibs, used another athlete's bib. So it involves uh, Camilo Santiago of Spain and Ivan Zarco Alvarez. So Alvarez, Zarco Alvarez gave his bib to Santiago to run at a marathon in Germany. And the end result was Zarco broke, or sorry, Santiago wearing Zarco's bib ran faster than the Honduran record, which is where Zarco is is from. The report says the day after the the race, first of all, if you're running that fast, you got to be pretty brave to swap a bib, not thinking anybody's going to recognize you. Even if you're not a global superstar, if you're running Quick times, someone out there is going to know, and that's what happened. There was a Spanish running website, Soy Corredor. They said, hey, that's actually Santiago running with that bib. That's not Zarco. And then they, that led to an apology later. And then they said that Zarco was suffering from plantar fasciitis. And then Zarco contacted World Athletics and said, hey, you know, the time that you have written down for me actually belongs to my friend, Mr. Santiago. <laughs> But they only said they only asked for them to switch the times after, after the, they got caught. After the report came out, according to oh, the like, AIU. Oh yeah, we meant to. We just haven't sent our email yet. Yeah. So this is. I'm going to read this from the 
AAU report. Santiago and Zarco told the AAU investigation that Santiago's bag containing his big no- bib number went missing just before the race, and they explained to the race organizers that Santiago would run in Zarco's bib. Meanwhile, marathon organizers said, quote, no official would have indicated that an athlete could swap race numbers, and there were race number printing facilities at the starting point of the marathon. Race number printing facilities. Yeah. There's, that's... I don't think that's available to everybody. That must just be available to a select group. Wouldn't you think? There's like a desk with like a typewriter. Because everybody then would be like, oh, shoot, I lost my bib. Yeah. People would procrastinate. Oh, I'm not going to go to the expo. I'll just get it from the race Race printing bib facilities by the start line. (laughs) Uh, So they they admitted it, accepted the punishment, which is uh, six months. So here's the thing. Clearly, he thought they could get away with it, right? According to the AAU, it says uh, they were caught in a public forum, demonstrates that their conduct was unreasonable and it brought the sport into disrepute. The bib swap was an intentional arrangement for the purpose of altering Mr. Zarko's marathon results. You have to – did he think like, oh, no one will notice? Because the race was in Dresden, Germany. Was no, the, okay. the finish like – was he like leading or was he like finishing in a pack where he kind of be like, oh, it's somewhere in the pack. You but there's really so notice. many photographers out there. Also, I looked at this race. It was a legit race. The winner was 210 with like runners I recognized on the men's and the women's side. This wasn't a tiny little race where nobody would be aware of elite like runners. Fo- like if you could find a small marathon where – people would be unaware of top marathoners in another country. This was not it. Also, he's the first one ever to have an out-of-body experience watching himself break a national record. Yeah, that's He true. got to watch himself break a record. Yeah, Imagine great. if Sydney could watch her run 50, 51 seconds in a 400 hurdle. Yeah. With like – but not – she just got to be in the stands watching. Like, was he cheering for himself? He's like, go. Well, I don't go. Know. Did like, he have plantar fasciitis or did his bag get stolen? I don't know what's going on. I just want to know what was going through his head during those two hours of watching his bib run. Is there a chance they just were really good friends and the guy didn't want to pay the entry fee? But then he accidentally ran so fast that he broke the national record of the other guy's country? Is that plausible, do you think? Or, or, I like to see the what good if they were in the same country? Then it'll be interesting because then mm-hmm. it's like, would they, did they disqualify his result? Yeah, I couldn't find it. On there. That doesn't mean he did run it. Yeah. You have a performance well, enhancing maybe bib? Maybe I didn't find it farther down. This is also from 2021. <laughs> That's the other thing I realized. This is not new at all. I mean, they released it. But it's great that AIU is really diligent with their investigations. I mean, they're taking two years to figure out a guy swapped the bib. But no, but on the other hand, it's just like if they catch you doing this, you're going to catch you doing everything. I think it's good advertising. This is a public service they're... announcement. Exactly. We are so meticulous with our investigations. Yeah. We will see. If you don't wear proper, yeah. like, if you, like, do you think they're like saying like, Hey, you weren't allowed to wear like a wa- the wristwatch. Like, are they start getting involved in like high school violations no, 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 no. where they're wearing headphones on the infield <laughs> or like their big numbers on the wrong side. I don't, but this jersey? is, le- this is legitimately something that should be called out. If it alters a national record, don't you think? I think it's important. I hope too. There's a bib swap unit. Absolutely. Ooh. Bib swap. Gordon Mack, bib swap unit. And it's like, you got proof that you have the bib and it's like all wrinkled up. Yeah. And you go to like the one like room, the kid, you know, the kids who like put all their bibs up. Yeah. And yeah. you're trying to find which one it is. And yeah. CSI bib swap. CSI bib swap. I'm all about it. No, but like, I just don't get the idea that he thought this would work. This is a foolproof plan. Yeah. It, that's my, that's why I'm wondering, honestly, maybe that was why. unintentional. 
Well, because the what guy ran so that? fast, you're thinking, all right, you get the he has the national record. Is he trying to get like a shoe contract? Go run for a race so I can get my shoe contract? Maybe. He wants the record? Don't know. Two years old. But now, he wants though. the record so badly that he's gonna not run for it. That makes <laughs> I wanna break this national record so badly that I'm gonna sit on my couch and watch someone do it with yeah. my name on their piece of paper. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. All right. Uh what do we got? Next oh, up, NCAA rankings, women's side of things. We need to work on our transitions. We just abruptly yeah. end and be like, boom, next. That's fine. You don't want to be like, speaking of bibs, they wear bibs in the NCAA. No one wants to hear that stuff. Uh, all right. Give me the uh, cliff notes here. What were some of the harder events to rank on the women's side? All right, we'll start with the team situation. It's going to be close. Right now, I have Florida number one with 71 points. Texas, two with 68. Arkansas, three, 61. Then Oregon, women, mm. fourth. I, that was a surprise with 42. Now, the thing is, it's really going to be a three-headed race, most likely two. Arkansas may find a way to pull out another win like they did indoors. But it's going to be Florida versus Texas. Right now, Florida is leading, but there's a big caveat, which I'll get to. That's the men's teams, Nico. Yeah, that's the men's. We want to scroll down and show the women's teams. There we go. All right, so, start it over again. <laughs> women's teams rankings. You got Florida, Texas, Arkansas. They are the the favorites. Florida, three-point favorites over Texas. But there's a caveat to that three-point lead, which we'll get to later in the segment. So, But, yeah, same teams. No big surprise except Oregon now ranked fourth. In the mix. Yeah. Florida number one. and ten. Those two have been close. So let's talk about the sprint rankings. Sprint rankings. Women's side, 100. It's Julian Alford, Alfred versus the field. I mean, yeah. Sears, Jackson, Long, Mays, Moody. You can kind of put them anywhere, anywhere. Like the order of second through eighth is a thousand percent not going to be this order that yeah. I have ranking. Uh, there's not a true number two out there, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Someone might emerge. Maybe it's going to be Mackenzie Long. She did have a good Texas relays. Mm -hmm. But right now, Sears is second. But the. It's actually kind of wild. Like Julian Alfords has such a big lead that she could probably like chill a bit if she wants to to try to control to make sure she gets the one two double. Like mm -hmm. chill in the hundred to go all in on that two hundred because winning the two hundred is going to be harder than winning the hundred. Because Ophelia, because of Ophelia, mm -hmm. women's two hundred, Alfred and Ophelia, nothing much craziness there. Then you get to the four hundred. I put Diggs one, Adeleke two. I thought about putting Britton Wilson. Britton Wilson in there. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, no, she's not going to do a four, four into hurdle double. But what are your thoughts? Diggs over a deck. See, Adeleke beat Diggs, but Diggs has run faster outdoors. You okay with that? Well, just as in indoors, I would have had Adeleke ahead. But Wilson, Wilson owned that event by the end of the season yeah. because of how fast the she ran. I don't. It's all going to get sorted out. It's also enough. interesting. That's a four-point swing between Florida and Texas, whoever yeah. finishes ahead of each yeah. other. I, I would have Adeleke ahead of her right now because I think that indoors results are more telling. But you're right. It's an indoor 400, though. Is it really telling? Well, and, and Diggs ran faster, correct? Adeleke never got back that, that I guess, would be the second fastest time. In, when, remember no, they Wilson both, ran. 
Well, I know, but I'm saying they both broke the collegiate yeah, record on the same day. Indoor time, yes. Right, and then Wilson jumped both of them. Yeah, yeah. But Adeleke at NCAA's, she didn't run faster than Diggs's best time, correct? Yeah. Am I right? Or uh, right? Women's hundred hurdles, I put Russell one, Nugent, Nugent two, even though Akira won the indoor sixty hurdles. Masai Russell just broke the collegiate record. She's going to be one. And then 400 hurdles, obviously Wilson. But I have Masai Russell as number two in the 400 hurdles. I'm assuming she's going to do the double. Okay. And she's going to have a hard time. But she's going to win the 100 hurdles, I think, and then go up against Britton Wilson. But if Britton Wilson decides to not do the 400 hurdles and just go all in on the four or something, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden Masai Russell could pull off the 100 hurdle, 400 hurdle double. Man, the whole event choice thing in the quarter and the four hurdles is trickling down even to the – NCAA ranks. I exactly. like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, let's move over to the distance. Distance. Let's do it. Women's 800. Willis and Whitaker. 1-2. One, 1-2. Two. One, two. Stanford duo. It's, it's going to keep that the same. Uh, Claire Seymour is fourth, even though she just ran her 201 mm-hmm. season opener. Pretty good. Right now, the order of NCAA indoors is kind of what we're going with until anyone changes it up with Willis, Whitaker, and Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, so not much big surprise there. Women's 1500. Now, this was hard, man. I didn't know what to do here. I put Olivia Howe fifth, even though she won the indoor mile. I put Appleton of Virginia one. She ran a fast uh, 1500 at Raleigh Relays. Uh, Raleigh. Or Raleigh. Raleigh. At the Raleigh Relays. Izzy Thornton Bott of Oregon. Raleigh. Raleigh. Rally? Oh, now you know. oh, now you're, 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 getting, you're turning into me. You're forgetting how to say words. Yeah, I See? don't want to do that. It's a little dyslexia coming into you. Um, but Thornton Bott is credited for 408-1500 that she ran at the Australian Championships, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but I have her second. But at the end of the day, the 1500s wide open. There's no true alpha yeah. in this race, which makes it great. Anyone can win it. Lindsay Butler, I have eighth. I think Lindsay Butler on a good day could win this thing. Um, but Appleton, she ran fast early on. She's number one with Howell, the mile champion, number five. All right. Now let's get to the controversy. There's no real controversy. There's controversy here because I didn't know what to do with Mm. Parker Valby. Caitlin Tui is obviously the favorite in the 5K, but I put Parker Valby too. Now I know there's rumors about her being in the transfer portal and potentially leaving Florida. She didn't run, uh, she ran SEC's DMR, but didn't run. She scratched NCAA indoors. She's still on the roster. She's on the Tifers roster and on the Florida roster. She hasn't run yet. So I'm keeping her on for at least a month. But if, if it's known that she's not healthy or that she's not running for Florida this spring, we'll take her off. And that's the thing. If we take her off, Florida loses eight points, which then in turn makes Texas the favorite. I don't think that's controversial. You're saying we don't know if she's going to run. And if she does run, she'll be number two, which makes sense. Behind Tui. That's, what is controversial about that? Well, the controversy is that she knows if she's running. It's not controversial. That's just called. But her, we don't know. Business. Yeah, we'll figure out soon enough. And I, if she's running, she's going to get – she should be rightly ranked number two. Yeah. And if she's not running, then she wouldn't be in the rankings. It's pretty simple. I think it's controversial. Don't make it more complicated than it uh, is. That's just me. I put Lauren Gregory third in the 5K. Fair. And then I put Markievicz and Rowe, 4-5. I put the Alabama duo, 7-8. I 
I felt like that was disrespectful. Ola Momoy? Yeah. Reminds me of the other day when you disrespected the Washington men's milers by only putting six in the top eight yeah. well, of the nation. Anyway, so Mercy Chilang got eighth. That's, that's, that's a funny thing to do. Remember when Mercy Chilang? I predicted Mercy Chilang got rise, rise you're all over two or three one, years yeah. ago, and now I'm predicting Mercy Chilang got fall. <laughs> I guess it's not her fault. Well, it's, it's going from it's kind of reminds me like Edna Kerr got she dominated and then later in her career didn't dominate as much. And I feel like Mercy Chilang got kind of in that same arc where okay beginning it's great. No, the beginning you're unknown. Then you have that peak because Kerr got at Liberty wasn't really doing much. Then at New Mexico mm-hmm. started dominating and then kind of fell off as Wayne Kalati came in the mix and Kerr got wasn't dominating. Chilang got kind of doing the same thing. Kind of unknown. She was junior college, I think, and dominated Alabama first few years, and now the later years, kind of in the taking the backseat to other athletes in the country, but also Olamoy, mm-hmm. the, new, the newcomer. So, uh, women's ten k. I'm I'm predicting too. He's going to run it. I have Lauren Gregory too. So right. there's that. I have Emily Venter sixth, even though she ran the sixth fastest NCAA time all time. I'm ranking her sixth in the country. Ooh, too low. Did that on purpose because it's kind of fun. Oh, you're the sixth fastest person ever, but you're ranked six in the country this year. Have some integrity with your rankings, you know. Don't just well, the 10k you got to be able to kick. I'm not sure if Venters can kick with Gregory, Tui, Chilling, Camille. Yeah, we don't even know what anybody's running either. That's the other problem. And then, uh, 3k steeple delay, Yale transfer. Um, we don't really need to go dive deep into the field events. That was a great overview. I feel sufficiently updated on the rankings. Well done. Is this sarcasm? No, it was good. It was good. I feel like it's sarcasm. It was good. You crushed it. You crushed it. I want to. I want to read. There was a good comment in here. I forgot who it said. Uh, they said that it would be called the for CSI bib swap. It would be CSIBS. <laughs> cool, right? You like that? I do. I can't even find. I can't. There's a lot of comments today. We got a lot of people watching today, so I can't even get through all the comments. But yeah, check out the rankings. We'll update them every other week or so. Mm-hmm. Kevin's thrilled. Well, no, I just spirited debate going on here. Somehow they're on how fast can Sydney run? Kevin, you do that all the time. I'm I know, in I the middle of a segment, I'm and I'm, having, I'm trying to have a conversation with you, and you're just on your phone reading well, tweets, reading, reading comments. comments. Like we don't, we're supposed to have a relationship here. I feel like you're not present in this podcast relationship. I'm just letting you cook, man. When it comes to the rankings, I just sit back, I let you cook because that's your thing. I love it. It was great. Uh, do you want to talk about the Boston Marathon gambling situation? Yes. Betting on the Boston Marathon. So, DraftKings put in a bid for the ability for people to be able, you know, people on their platform to be able to uh, bet on the Boston Marathon. So, I'll back up a little bit. Massachusetts just legalized sports betting in their state. DraftKings responded by saying, hey, let's bet on the Boston Marathon. It's a big event. They asked for top 20 odds in each field and then an over-under on the time is what they wanted. Now, you might be saying, well, this is really rushed because isn't the Boston Marathon coming up in a little over a week? And yes, it is. But as I mentioned, they just got clearance in general to bet on sports in Massachusetts. So it went before the Gaming con- uh, Commission in Massachusetts. It ultimately on Thursday got denied and, and the BAA who runs Boston Marathon was against it. So we're not going to see betting in Boston if you live in Massachusetts in 2023. Now, there are some other states who are going to put odds up. So what are the states? Like Wyoming and Oregon. And so that's a little disappointing if you wanted to bet and you live there. But I think what this means is it's going to happen for 2024. 
if if there's this amount of interest in it, and I did see a fair amount of interest about it, I think we're going to see it in 2024 when there's just more time to prep for it, which would be fun because if you're talking about betting on marathons of all the major marathons, Boston would be the most fun because predicting the time will be wild, and you know the fields are always competitive. It's not just one person usually, one superstar, even though this year we do have one superstar in Kipchoge, but there's a good field behind him. There's a lot of upsets. You could get a lot of cool stories uh, and, and kind of cool angles when you look at it from that perspective in Boston. I think it also just showed that the running community or the running uh, leadership isn't really bought into sports gambling. Gambling, gambling, like at least not yet, not yet. Well, not yeah, and everybody's their own entity. Everybody controls their own little. Piece yeah, of and it so too. it's so foreign to them. Like this, the NFL doesn't have this problem where they're like, "Hey, there's a Patriots game. How are we going to be able to have betting on it?" They're like, yeah. "Yeah, that's that's how sports work. You yeah. bet on it." And athletics has just not been uh, notoriously athletics. Look, are you applying for British citizenship? I'm applying for one of the the Monaco jobs. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. World Athletics Show. I thought you were applying for uh, On Athletics Club assistant coach. You see that one? Oh, I am. That's on LinkedIn. I thought about it. We were going to do should that. I, a, that should have been a segment. We should have just pulled up the Should I make a resume? Application. Yeah, I think we should do that on Monday. I can apply. Let's apply. Yeah. You want to apply on Monday? I don't think you should apply. I'll be your reference. You'd be my ghostwriter. Yeah. Oh, ghostwriter. Yeah, we'll do that on Monday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I'm saying Or maybe Tuesday. Might be when Tuesday. they say, oh, we don't have enough time. You no, it's you just don't want to. You're just it's too foreign to you. You don't. You're not used to it. Well, you don't have a whole apparatus set up yet. What apparatus do you need? Oh, I'm to sure say the odds. You know, Kipchoge's the favorite. Well, they're not setting the odds, but I'm saying they're. But what apparatus do they need to do? Oh, I'm sure there's all sorts of legalese that goes on. Like when, what? When there's all this commission bureaucracy involved, there's just all. Sorts but how can of Oregon do it and steps. Massachusetts can't? It's not that complicated. No, no, I'm saying the race itself. The race itself is like trying to limit it. I think they know that the. It would be the most popular in Massachusetts, correct? Because someone's out of the race course and they're like watching and they're like, oh, who are you going to bet on? Like that's – they're trying to I, – I also think it's just – it was too sudden, too last minute and they wanted just probably more time to Well, prep. they've only had like – Lawyers are getting involved. Years to know like, hey, we have a big sporting event. Like the idea that like – Right, but it, DraftKings was the one who came and said, hey, let's do this. It wasn't as if well BAA should have gone to DraftKings ten years ago and said, "Hey, let's do this." Well, that was ten years before gambling was legal in Massachusetts. I don't. I just think that this is inevitable, don't you? It seems. Yeah, it's a good, ga- it's sports progress. gambling is only going it's in progress. one direction, don't you think? Yeah, I. It's but, only becoming yeah. more open. Speaking of sports gambling, you're going to lose. I have more to pay. Money. I have to pay taxes in Oregon. Oh, because of my winnings. How much in taxes? We're not talking about that. How much did you win again? Two hundred. No, I won more than that. Oh. Yeah, I won like six or a thousand. It would have been interesting this year, though, because I would have liked to see what the number would have been on Kipchoge. And we're not going to get well, that next year. Oregon comes will have back. the number. Okay. All right. Well, if anybody knows. If Oregon, Oregon people can bet. Yeah. Drop us the line. Maybe know. Oregon, if there's a listener in Oregon who I can trust, I can have them place a bet for me. Mm, I'll Venmo you them $100. Where could this... Go wrong. And then they win, and then they've been moving back by winning. This is going to be – this is going to result in Kevin hosting a podcast by himself. One, Straight to camera. One hour. What happened to Gordon? I, last I saw, he Venmoed a listener a bunch of money. And then – Do you think was, the listener would just take the money and run? It's, he, had, he had Kipchoge in the over on 204. What would the time bet be right now? What would the timeline be, do you think? The line for the winning time. What's the course record? 
20302 for the I'm talking about for the men. Do you think they would put it 203 even? Because that year was special with the weather, but that year also didn't have prime Kipchoge. I think they would do 20345. Okay. Interesting. It'll be fun to talk about because then it's not just obscure British bets, British books, bookies. Uh, Pen Relay is coming up. End of the month. We got the 800 field for the women. We already talked about the 600 field earlier. 800 field is out. You can see it up on your screen right there if you're watching. Olivia Baker, Allie Wilson, Michaela Meyer, Sadie Henderson, Danny Jones, Aaliyah Miller, and Kayla Johnson. Some uh, some pen relays veterans in there. And three women with lifetime bests under 159. Gordon. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited for this. Uh, the profiles are starting to trickle out. Yeah. We have about a 6 and 8. There's going to be a 200, 400 field, miles and 1500s, a 3K steeple. Yeah. So it's an exciting thing. Um, Allie Wilson, one of the most underrated 800-meter runners. She didn't. I thought she was going to get the win at USA Indoors, came up short. Uh, I think she's the favorite here in this race. It's going to run well. The women's 800, it's a hard team to crack. Yes. A little bit easier now that there's four spots instead of three, but still even with that, with Ajay, a thing, Raven, it's just very hard to be in the top three. Yeah. And Baker was fifth last year. She ran that 158.63 to get fifth at USA's. Baker has a phenomenal moment from Penn Relays. I'm not sure what year it was, 14 or 15. Her senior year in high school, she anchored the 4 by 8 and split like 202. Oh, wow. In a 4 by 8 in high school. So... That's track has done. So maybe she'll repeat that and run two hundred two. No, she'll she, run faster. Than she's that. got. She's got. She got some history there. She's yeah. Some history. Well, I mean, one fifty eight last year. What did she, this year indoors? She ran pretty well. Yeah, she ran too flat at BU. I think you're right about that eight hundred team. It's really hard to to get on that group, but we do have an extra entry this year. It's basically the whole entire country trying to get one spot because three spots are already locked up. Mm-hmm. Three, to make. How, how, three, how many people, how many women live in this country? A lot. 150 million? A lot. You have a one in 150 million chance well, you gotta, to make the team. You got to eliminate people, you know, really young, really old. Okay. Narrow, narrow you down. have a one in 80 million chance. Mm -hmm. It's a good angle. So if you win that, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> What's, you could argue it's probably harder to make this team I think some than of them, to win Powerball. I <laughs> I think though, if if Mo goes and runs one fifty five again this year, obviously no one's gonna touch her. But I don't know Wilson and and Rogers. If enough women start running one fifty eight, one fifty seven, there could be some. some you sounded like me. Oh, I, I was always big on being like, oh, I think Wilson's gonna lose. I'm not saying she's gonna lose. No, she's. You're right. She's a clear favorite for a top three spot. But the gap there, maybe now last year the gap was really small between her and Mo. Like with the one two gap was really big. Maybe it's gonna be different. This year, maybe the field closes down on those last two spots. But yeah, so that's Pen Relays. That's coming up at the end of April, live on Flow Track. We'll announce more fields as we get okay. them. Okay, I'm going to put on my over under glasses. Not sponsored. They need to get sponsored by Gooder. Remember oh, when we had a Gooder sponsorship? Yeah. I want to bring that back. Should we just give him a free ad? Let's give him a free ad read. Gooder, 20% off. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's do. Over-unders. Yeah, can you take your glasses off? Please? I took them off. Okay, thanks. 
Over-unders. I'm down by four. Mm. We have four picks here. This could be the weekend. I make a complete comeback. I was down six picks. Now I'm only down four. Mm. I cut it in a third in one week. So I'm at least going to cut another third off here. I'm going to be down by two after this weekend. So I'm 18, 22, and one. You're 22, 18, and one. We got four over-unders. Let's do it. Kevin, first one. Shakari Richardson finish overall. 2.5 place. This is in the final. So if she doesn't, she makes the final and decides not to run, that's finishing outside 2.5. So is she going to get one or two? I'm going to say, I'm going to go under on this. So you think she's going to finish? I think she's going to get one or two. I'm just looking at how well she ran at the Texas Relays. I'll go. She's going to get one or two. So I'm going under. I am going over. I think she finishes third. Next one. Sharika Jackson, margin of victory, 0.5 seconds. She got Cherokee Young, Mm -hmm. McPherson. Yeah, Janine Russell. You go first on this one. No. Yeah, we alternate. Oh. I just went first. Now you go first. 0.5 margin of victory. I am going over. I think she beats her by more than 0.5 seconds. I think she's going to run. I think she could run 50.2, this early. I think they'll run 50.9. Yeah, over. You're right on that one. Good job. Thank you. You got that one right. Women's 200-meter winning time, 22.1. You know what I'm doing. I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going under as well. Really? Yeah, because if I wouldn't have done that preview segment, would you have gone over? No. Because I got you to... No, I looked at her, her debut time last year. I think that makes sense. Also, the... God dang it. Here's the, the wind, though, man. This, this, this messed me up with the Texas Relays. I overthought the wind. It's tough. Yeah. Men's winning time, 20. 20. Oh, oh. I'll go over on that one. I'm going under. I'm making a comeback here. So we differ on Shakari's finish and men's 200-meter time. You're going over. I'm going under. Mm. I'm making a comeback. 20.0. I just I mean I'm a I'm a Bednarik believer just like you are. Although I don't have him. So you can't change it because you're locked in. But Terrence Jones ran 20.05. Yeah. Kenny B can run faster than that. Oh, he can, but different meet, different set of circumstances. It's a good line. It's a good number. That's probably where I would have put it too. Did I do good with my four lines? You did Yeah, those are right about where I would have put them. So that's a win. Yeah. I just I'm in it for the good lines. Like when I make a line and it's close, yeah, I don't like, even care. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. care if I was on the the right side of it. You but if I'm a percentage away, it's like oh man, I was .02 off on that hundred over under. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I just put it in the right spot. It makes me feel like I really know the sport. Like the decade plus that I've been covering it really starts should we to do feel good? Should we do a thing where we get a bonus point if you set a line and it hits the exact line? Well, not now because I. I'm backhoed a bunch of points oh, that I'm on. not no, going to get. No, if you want to go through all previous 45 picks and give me give me credit for it. Sure, right? we can do that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 22-1. Yeah, so hold on. Who, who? All in the game says Thomas open with 22-46. Under 22-1 is a big shout. Yeah, I guess if you're using the same logic that you did in the 200 with what Jones did as evidence that Benaric can go faster. But that's a lot faster than Thomas. I don't know. Different week, different meet. Level of competition, just different. 
I'm not, I know we're locked in actually, but I might actually change that one. No, you can't change. No, I'm you, not going to. I'm not going to. You can't change anything. I'm not going to. But I. Oh, Tampa Eagle makes you change your mind? No, it wasn't Tampa Eagle. Who was it? Although, shout out to Tampa Eagle. It was all in Anthony the game. Anthony Rock, all in the game? All okay. in the game. All, we got so many loyal listeners here who know a lot about track. They know a lot more about Tobogo than you do yeah. because you got completely shredded during that segment, by the way. <laughs> People think you don't know anything about sprints. That's like a conventional That's a conventional uh, take? In really? The, in the chat. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, yeah, I wasn't a sprinter, but... No, I, watch... I think I think he's talking. They're talking about following the pro sprinters. Oh, I follow. Yeah, not Tobogo apparently. All I know is that I'm the only one in the freaking world outside of Kenny B who thinks he's going to win the world title. And when yeah. I'm right, I get. We're not talking. Of... We're not talking about that though. He's talking about Tobogo. Tobogo. Okay, sorry, I don't know Tobogo that well. He but came on the scene last year. No one knew who he was before that. Mm. People who say they did are going to be like, "All right, come on, you weren't following twenty point six guys. You wait till they get good, and then you start following them." What are you thinking? I'm just I'm really thinking I need the wind. Yeah, you're in, you're in that screwed. men's two hundred, I need really need that headwind. <laughs> you need to check out men Miramar, Florida. And you look at the angle of the track. I don't They're know. gonna run with the wind, they're not gonna run into a headwind. I know. Uh, right. Maybe. You never know. Like and subscribe. We need we're thirteen hundred subscribers away from twenty K. We need to get there by NCAAs. Kevin's worried. I'm worried about a lot of things right now. I know. That was one of them. Thanks to Nico for producing. Thanks to everybody who uh, tuned in. Enjoy the track this weekend. We'll, See you guys Monday. Yeah, we're back. Recap it all on Monday. Like, subscribe. See you.